Everybody, we have news. November of 2024, we are going to Cape Cod, Massachusetts to treat folklore and evermore by Taylor Swift as sacred. I'm so excited to lead this pilgrimage. These albums are such a different space for Taylor, where instead of being about litigating a tabloid narrative that's been created around her and her life and asserting her own perspective, this was about her reinterpreting her own feelings and experiences through fictional lenses. And so we get to meet all of these characters, and some of them are like con men who fall in love with other con people. And others are like depressed middle-aged people who are like, if this is the best I can do, (laughs) work with me here. And I am so excited to sort of talk about the kind of art that you get to create when you have privacy and you're free from scrutiny and self-examination. I'm so excited to explore all of that at the beautiful auto camp where everybody is going to have a private 1950s Airstream that's been converted into like a luxury hotel room complete with your own bathroom. It's just like the best glamping situation you could possibly imagine. Which I've just wanted to glamp my whole life. I'm so excited. Everybody, this is going to be November 8th through 11th in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. You can find out more by going to readingandwalkingwith.com. 've all been there where we really like and care for someone and they really like and care for us but the dynamic just isn't healthy and we all have different relationships and different decisions that we've made with that person sometimes this is a romantic person in our lives sometimes this is a colleague or a boss sometimes this is a friend where we're like man I like you so much But this isn't working. And we all have to figure out what to do in those situations. Can we communicate our ways through it? And when is the time to be like, I don't think we can no matter how much we care about each other. And that is what we're going to be talking about today with Jocelyn. Jocelyn is in a relational bind with a very close friend of theirs. And they are thinking about what to do. I'm Vanessa Zoltan. And this is Should I Quit? Hi, Jocelyn. Hi, Vanessa. So I happen to know you, but the people listening do not know you. So I'm wondering if you can tell the people, how are you spending your days these days? Well, I'm on vacation right now in Ireland, but I am interning at a lovely organization called Prison Radio, and I am also taking a class, a summer class. So You're in college right now in this phase of your life. Yes, I am. I go to UMass Amherst and I am a rising junior studying religion and queer theory. So tell me a little bit about what is bringing you to Should I Quit? So I've been friends with this person for about nine months. We met on Tinder. I was going through like a phase in my life where I was hooking up with people pretty regularly. And I asked him if he wanted to hook up. And he said he wanted to be friends, like, immediately without even having met me. And 
I was fine with that. I just figured that it was his decision that he wasn't interested in hooking up with people immediately. And our friendship the whole time really felt very flirtatious. I never really felt like it was just a friendship. We had a conversation about four months in where I asked if he was purposefully flirting with me. Mm -hmm. And he said he wasn't. But then the flirtation even intensified and Mm -hmm. continued. And, you know, it was very confusing to uh, when someone says that they're not purposefully flirting with you Mm -hmm. and then doesn't change their behavior. So I found myself uh, falling in love with them. And I think, well, I know they didn't feel that way about me. So... He told me to, like, take my time with boundaries and thinking about where we want to go next. And I am struggling with the fact that I have to rethink our friendship because he couldn't change his behavior. And I know that there are some people who are just naturally flirty. Mm -hmm. But if someone asks you to not do that, I think personally that you should change your behavior And he didn't do that. So I'm wondering whether I should end this friendship. First of all, I'm just sorry. This sounds very painful. Do you mind for context giving an example of the flirtatious behavior that makes you uncomfortable? Something that he's done that you're like, you're just treating me like you're into me. So I think think what it really was, was we were talking like all the time. It was like hundreds of text messages a day. Mm -hmm. Like I would wake up, talk to him. You know, when I was falling asleep, I would talk to him. Yeah. But a real like concrete example is maybe like three months in actually, he sent me this picture of this statue actually that he saw in a shop of two people with a baby. Mm -hmm. And he said, this could be us. And that was a moment where I was like, why would you, why would you send this if you're not interested? Mm-hmm. And then I got my hopes up mm-hmm. and I'm just realizing that every time I talk to him, I get my hopes up mm-hmm. because he's just a very naturally flirty person, um, I think. I'm just trying to think, because this really gets to the line of like, what is the difference between a friend and a partner, right? If you're exchanging hundreds of messages with someone a day, doesn't that mean that they are interested? And like, I feel like that is a very fair conclusion to come to. But I'm sure that there are best friends who are listening to this. And I'm like, I talk to my best friend like that. And, you know, and so I'm just wondering if you have an articulated distinction for yourself of like, this no longer feels like friendship this feels romantic and like to me, right? Like without a moral judgment on it, like this feels romantic to me. Of course. Um, So I actually talk to my best friend like very frequently. So I am one of those people. Sure. But I think it was the context of us meeting on a dating app. Yeah. It's not knowing someone for a very long period of time as well. Right, the intensity quickly. Yes, I've known my best friend since I was 16. Mm -hmm. And we talk a lot because we've known each other for a long period of time. Also, we talk a lot because they're from California, I'm from Connecticut. So we had a long period of time where we were far away from each other. But 
when you're in close proximity to someone, even seeing them like multiple times a day mm-hmm. and then texting the moments that you're not seeing them, mm-hmm. that feels that feels very flirtatious to me. That feels romantic. To be clear, I would come to the same conclusion. <laughs> and now I'm going to give you a counter narrative. Let's pretend we're going to call this guy in your life, Paul. It is possible that this is how he sees things, right? I met Jocelyn on Tinder, but when they asked, I told them even before we met that I just want to be friends. And then every time they've asked me if these are romantic feelings, I've said no. And I've been really clear about that. And this is just the way I behave in the world. And this is the way that I want to be in relationship with Jocelyn. And Jocelyn can either take it or leave it. And Jocelyn, the reason I'm asking this is I'm trying to figure out how trustworthy you find him. If you think that he is someone who's like, I've been honest with you this whole time. This is who I am. I'm not messing with you. Or if you're like, no, I think he is messing with me. I think he is intentionally or knowingly flirting with me and could change this about the way that he is behaving and is choosing not to. Well, part of me really wants to trust him. And part of me is worried that that's just because I didn't have a lot of friends in my first and second semesters. So this is my first year at UMass. And I really want him to be trustworthy. But all of my friends, like the rest of my friends, friends who... They don't know him, so it's very complicated. They all think that he is not very trustworthy, that he could change his behavior if he wanted to, but he decided not to and expected there to be no consequences, I guess, for his actions. Yeah, because I do think it's right, like it's fair to not change your behavior for someone. It is not fair to not change your behavior for someone else and expect there to not be consequences, right? Like essentially you're yeah. saying, I need you to change your behavior or, right? Like this is going to hurt me, whatever the consequences are. Potentially we can't be friends anymore. Okay. So here's my other question. In a perfect world, what does your relationship with Paul look like? That is a great question because I genuinely don't know. I have been thinking about this for at least a month and a half. And I just don't, I really don't know where I want the friendship to go. It felt great where it was, but the thing is it like, it didn't, it didn't because I wanted more and he didn't feel that way about me. And the problem is every time I talk to him, I, you know, worry there's something wrong with me or or like all, I think about all the things that that I don't like about myself that might make him not want me. Well, that sounds terrible and you should never see him again. Yeah. I do not know the difference between friends and partners, but I do know one thing that they have in common is that they should be making us feel good about ourselves. And yeah. it is really hard to be friends with an ex or someone who has in any way romantically rejected you. Like this is a really hard thing that you are trying to do. And I don't know if whenever you're around him, it sounds like you at minimum need to take a break. Yeah. I know that I, I know that I want my friendships and my relationships and whatever they are, I want them to make me feel good. And 
I think in retrospect, as much as he was there for me, as much as I needed him at the time, I don't, I don't think it made me feel good. Mm-hmm. So do you think it's possible to say, like, this was really helpful during my first two semesters in school when I needed someone, but now I don't need him anymore? And in fact, he's hurting me. Does that feel possible to sort of walk away from? I just, I'm getting like tears in my eyes. Like, it really, it really would suck. Because I just, like, I, I know that I love him. Like, I, I, I love him. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think that's really what needs to happen. Um, I don't think there's a way for us to be friends where they're not treating me like that. Mm-hmm. Even if that's how they are with everyone. Because we we barely spent time with other people. Mm -hmm. So I really don't know how they are with their other friends. Right. But it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter if he treats other people like that. It doesn't work for me. The thing is, I know that in my gut and I (laughs) I had a feeling you were going to say that. And like, I've known all this time that it just... It wasn't going to end well. And it sucks because we like all the same things. We do the same things. We laugh at the same things. And my best friend always joked that he was like a, a Frankenstein created for me because he would send me like pictures of Ringo Starr at 2 a.m. And I'm like, like, who else? Well, I mean, I'm sure there's someone else who would do that, but I just like, and he gave me like his criterion channel login and all this dumb shit that I'm like, what, how am I going to live without this? You know, <laughs> you lived before the criterion collection login. You will, you will survive after it. I don't know about that. <laughs> I, here's the thing. It sounds like what's hard about this is that you feel as though you have been in a romantic partnership with Paul. Paul does not feel like he has been in a romantic partnership with you. We don't know what he thinks, but he has said, that's not what this is to me. And therefore, what you functionally have to do is break up with yourself. You have to end the relationship because you're the one who's in that relationship. So he's not going to end it for you. And that makes sense that you don't want to do that because that's horrible. Who knowingly is going to intentionally get dumped, right? Like you're dumping yourself. That's, it's a horrible, horrible thing to do. But it sounds like that is what needs to happen because he's not going to do it for you because he doesn't have a problem with your relationship as it is. I just, that feels like I, I feel so frustrated that he didn't have a problem with the way it was. It was just so involved. It was so, I can't even think of another words, another word besides romantic. Like we would eat breakfast and then dinner together, but then text in between. Like, I don't understand how you'd be fine being in relationship with someone like that in that way. 
if you don't feel that way about someone. And I think that's the struggle for me that I just am not like that. So I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. This just sounds like you are two people who have very different perspectives on what a romantic relationship is. And it makes sense that after you break up with someone like that, there's like a lot of frustrated feelings. Yeah. But this just really sounds like you all are incompatible and like you've got to end it. Ugh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, the thing is like you're so right and I have known you're right. My mom agrees with you. <laughs> and <laughs> yes, I've got the mom. <laughs> but it just it really fucking sucks. <laughs> it's yeah. the worst. Breakups are the worst. And I think I really appreciate you saying that it's a breakup, even if it is with myself, because I really hadn't been thinking about it like that. I didn't want to give myself that because he didn't see it as a romantic partnership. And I think I really, really did. And... So I wasn't giving myself the word breakup, but it really feels good to to have that word. I think I really deserve that word for what the situation. So thank you. I appreciate that. I'm just sorry. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, it sucks I won't be able to see his cat again. I love that cat. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things, right, about grieving a relationship is that you have to grieve all of it. Yeah. Like, I know that when I get back to school and if I was still around him and I saw him all the time, like, I know that it would be like it would be so painful to like it hurts every time I text him now. I talked to my friend about this and she said, you have to take stock of your feelings when you text him. Mm-hmm. Like, what are your feelings when you communicate with them? And those, like, it's it's genuinely so bad. Yeah. I question everything when I talk with them, which sucks because it feels, it's like a, an adrenaline rush when I talk to them. But then as soon as it stops, I'm like, this is the worst I've ever felt. And I know, like, if I stayed friends with them and they found a romantic partner, I know that would be really painful, which sucks because you should be happy for your friends and you should want, you know, you should want your friends to be in a good place. But we're we're obviously just, we're just not compatible in that way. And yeah, I just need to let it go. Yeah, it's not even shoulds, right? Like, friends can be jealous of each other, like, bummed, like, ah, you got a partner, now I'm, you know, now I'm lonelier, What, you know. Mm. It's just that this isn't working for you. And I think what I really want to invite you to do is be like, that is enough of a reason. I don't like it. This makes me feel bad. And, like, you deserve better. You deserve to have adrenaline rushes due to happiness and kindness and respect and all the things that make you feel good. And so, like, and that, right, like, that's it. This is just you staying, I deserve to feel good in my relationships. Yeah. And, like, no judgment, but this makes me feel bad. So, bye. Yeah. 
I just want to say that this sucks. And so be kind to yourself, whatever that is for you. For me, it's cookie dough ice cream. But like the wallow, like this is a breakup. And so take your time and feel all of your feelings. Okay. I will. (laughs) I will eat ice cream. I will eat ice cream. (laughs) Yeah. I'll look in the mirror and chant that to myself every night. (laughs) Jocelyn, I'm really sorry, but I'm, I'm also very grateful that you came on and it was good to talk to you even under these shitty circumstances. It was great to talk to you too. Thank you so much for giving me your your wisdom. I really appreciate it. You've been listening to Should I Quit, our latest season of The Real Question. Our show is funded through our Patreon at patreon.com slash realquestionpod. Another way that you can support the show, though, is by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. I love a five-star review shouting out something about me that other people might not like, like feminist rants. Love them. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Real Question Pod and Twitter at The Real Q Pod. We love our BFF tier patrons. You can be one of them. Molly Reilly, Kristen Hall, Mary Margaret, Becky Boo, Jenny Cruz, Amanda Schramm, Effie Hughes, Shannon Sheehan, and Renee Underhill. We are Not Sorry Production. Our executive producer is Caitlin Hoffmeister. We are edited and produced by Ariana Nettleman, and our music is by Nick Bull. We are distributed by Acast. A huge thanks to Jocelyn for joining today all the way from Ireland, and thanks as always to our wonderful team. Julia Argy, Nikki Zoltan, Lara Glass, AJ Yaramas, Hannah Rehack, Margaret H. Wills, and Courtney Brown, Natalie Folkerts, Casper Turkile, and Stephanie Paulsell. Thanks. We'll talk to you next week. Hi, listeners. This is Naomi Westwater. You may know me from my previous classes at Not Sorry. I'm dropping into your feed today to let you know about an upcoming course I'm running starting March 17th called Creating Daily Ritual, Tarot as a Sacred Practice. In this course, I will teach you about the history and meaning of the cards in the Rider-Waite-Smith Tarot deck and model how they can be used as a tool for self-reflection and creativity. Through lecture, discussion with your classmates, and solo journaling, I will aim to help you develop your individual connection with tarot, this ancient tool for meaning making. If you're looking to elevate your daily ritual, please join me starting Sunday evening, March 17th, for six weeks of habit building, learning, and community. Head to notsorryworks.com for more information. And be sure to check out our sliding scale pricing and scholarships listed on the website. That's notsoryworks.com.